1: Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on
2: television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And
1: me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
2: Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. Our guests this season show us big risks, can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms.
1: I try to create environments where anybody can say
2: anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: Hey, what's up, y'all? So on this midweek mom chat, I was kind of thinking, like, what do I want to talk about? There's always so many things racing through my head at this point in my life with sunny and life and balancing um, motherhood and balancing a career that you're loving and trying to grow and feel called to do. And also we all need to make money. And when you have a kid, I don't know. It's like something happens where you just feel like this burn. It's like, it's not, that I didn't have a burn before, but it's like now I have a kid. It's like, okay, I got to get focused and like I got to zero in on what I'm doing and making sure that I'm on the right path and everything's aligned and just kind of cutting out um, bullshit, for lack of a better term. It's like you don't have time just to – I'm sorry I'm like cussing but you don't have time to like dick off anymore you know what I'm saying not that some of y'all probably haven't ever had time to do that but I didn't have a kid until I was much later in life 36 years old and Michael and I got married when we were I was 30 and he was 20 no I was 31 he was 28 yes I'm a puma you guys I am three and a half years older than Michael a cougar is when you're 10 years or more older than your spouse your husband a Puma is when you're five years or less. At least that's what I have decided it to be. So I'm a Puma. Um, And so Michael and I had a lot of time together just to like, we started dating when he was 21 and I was 24. So we had a lot of time to grow up together, like figure stuff out. If y'all followed along, you know, we have our story. We broke up for a little while and. We really pursued our passions and our dreams and figured out ways to make money and have jobs doing that for a long time. But when it's just you and just you and your significant other, the heat's not quite as on. You just need to figure out how to like make it happen, survive and pay your rent and your bills. But now that Sunny's here, I'm like, she's going to have school and got to get her clothes and she's about to start eating and diapers and... I mean, I don't even know what all is going to be coming on. Eventually, she's going to want to do after school activities like swimming. Well, I want to teach her swimming because that's very important to me to give her swim lessons. So, there'll be like swim lessons and if she wants to do gymnastics and who knows what she's going to be into. She might love acting or sports or something scholarly, not like her mother or her father. Neither one of us really loves school that much, but I totally support school. and I think it's awesome and... You should definitely learn. Um, so I don't know. Just this fire gets put under you where you're like, dang, I got to make this happen. I got to provide for my little babe. So where am I going with all this? So I always have something I'm thinking about. And I'm always having pressure, um, a little bit more pressure than I had before to, to just make it happen. And... That's why I'm loving this podcast. I don't even know if I just made sense right then. I don't know why I started this podcast, what I was even talking about and if I circled back around if it's making sense or not. Hopefully that made sense. Um, But I want to answer y'all's questions today because I want to know what y'all want to know. Like what I'm going through. If there's anything I'm going through that I can share with you guys to just like let you know how I'm navigating this season of my life. um, I'm happy to share with y'all because I think that's all Oh, my phone's still on. That's all that anybody is doing right now is just navigating, right? Who texted me? I have a friend stopping by. And see, that's another thing. Like, I'm so grateful. Like, I don't ever leave my house anymore. I'm so thankful to have friends that want to come over and see me because I have, I mean, it's just so hard to leave the house. When we leave the house with Sunny, I literally have to pack up her... Car seat, toys, several bottles, just depending on how long we'll be out. My pump, because I got a pump, because I can only go a few hours without pumping. Um, So you got to put all that in a bag, a blanket, all of our diapers, like everything. Like you literally, your stroller. It is a process to leave the house. So I'm always very grateful when friends want to stop by and say hello. But I just want to know what you guys want to talk about right now. Because we're all in the big middle of this together. Like no matter where you are in your life, whether you're single and you're looking for love and you're wondering if it's out there or whether you are in a new relationship and you're wondering, is this the one? Are we going to get married? Are we going to get engaged? And or if you are pregnant or just had a kid or you can't have a baby or you have older children or you are dealing with loss of loss of a spouse or loss of a loved one or loss of a career or just starting a career or all of it. We're all in this wave of life. We are all just rolling through this life. I want to share something with you guys that my friend, Lainey Crowder Crowder, Crowder, talked about the other day. Um, She started a little Bible study for some of our girlfriends in Nashville. And I just love it. She felt it on her heart to really start this just to like not to be preacher or anything, but just like, let's get together and, and claim God. Like we don't have to, We don't have, it doesn't have to be this like holier than thou type thing. We can just get together and talk about God because why not? She said, what did she say? She said, I'm not going to, oh, I'm not going to quote her, right? She basically said she's not going to shy away from speaking up about God in her life. Because I I feel like I've done that before. Like in the past, you don't really want to like pray all the time out loud in front of people. You don't really want to like say God has blessed this situation or like bring God into moments or pause and like take time to like, send a prayer to God when you're going through something or something great happens. Like a lot of times we just for don't acknowledge God in the midst of our lives in our daily lives. We only acknowledge God like at church or on holidays or when we're desperately in need of a miracle. You know, it's like but I wanna and Lainey encouraged me to do this. Like I want to acknowledge God all the time in the good and the bad and just see him working in my life through everything because I feel like that is the way to get rid of anxiety. For me, and I told y'all this year I am not going to deal with anxiety. I am actively working to get rid of anxiety, and I have tried every different way to get rid of it: exercise, um, get partying, um, hanging out with friends all the time, being super busy, career pursuing career. Um, back when Michael and I were before we were dating, like dating a lot, and then with Michael, like we've just had such a fun life traveling and getting to explore and do all sorts of stuff. But like you can't run away from your anxiety. You know, if it's there, you can like push it down, but like you got to figure out how to look it in the face. And for me, the only way that I can get rid of my anxiety is having God active in my life at all the time and knowing that he is guiding my life and knowing that my life is blessed, and no matter what happens, if even if it feels like it's something bad that's happening, that's still a part of the plan, and it's going to lead me to blessings. And so, I have to believe that, or else this life is too much for me because I am a fragile soul. I am, I get so affected by everything, and I'm just tired of being affected by everything. So, I just want to know that my life has purpose, and that's not how everyone wants to go through their life. And listen, I am not here to preach to anybody. I'm just telling you what I'm doing because I am over having anxiety and I love having God in my life. Like, it makes me feel happy. It makes me feel light. It makes me feel like I can follow my calling with confidence because I know that it's coming from a bigger place and I'm not doing it for myself. Like, yes, I want to reap the benefits of it and enjoy it. Like, it's fun to follow your calling and experience success and fulfillment and things working out like i'm definitely not saying i don't want to enjoy that but i want to enjoy the all the rewards of working hard towards something because i feel like it's what i'm supposed to be doing with my life and by listening to god that's how i do that and so i listen to god by following the open doors when i feel sick in my stomach about something or i get a knot in my stomach or if it feels resistance or if it just like I cannot make a decision about something and I don't feel clear or if I feel weird about it or if I feel like I'm forcing something, then that to me is I need to stop. I need to pause. I need to wait. And like that's not time for me to move forward. When something feels easy, even if I have like fear about it a little bit, like, because it's like a new chapter or scary or like, whoa, what's going to happen? As long as I feel good about it and easy and light and peaceful and everything's falling into place, then I pretty much roll with it. That's my governor these days but Lainey getting back to this she said to get to the harvest you like we're always in a season of abundance think about that we're always in a season of abundance because everything we're doing is working us towards abundance so say what we think we're trying to get to is the harvest we're like we have this beautiful field of wheat that is just healthy and growing and ready to be harvested by us that's what we think the goal is and that's what we think that's what we think is that is what we think matters in life is getting to that harvest and nothing else matters. And like, we just got to get to the harvest. Like the harvest is where it's at. If we're not in the harvest, we're struggling. Well, okay. All of that is a part of the harvest. Like she laid this out so beautifully and I love it. Y'all follow Lainey. Her Instagram is Lainey Crowder, L-A-N-E-Y-C-R-O-W-D-E-R. She's really inspirational. Um, but It's got to rain first. You got to go through the rain to even get the ground ready to start to plant. So you got to go through that weather in the beginning before you're even ready to start your journey. So there's that. That's essential. So here we are in the rain. Then now the ground's, we went through that weather and that rain and now the ground's ready. Now you got to go plow the field that is labor and you don't see results of that plowing for a long time so now we're plowing the field we're out there it's hot we're sweating we're tired there's endless fields that have to be plowed it feels like we're never going to get to the harvest but we're doing it you're plowing so then you finish plowing guess what now you got to wait for the rain to come again I mean, holy cow, now the rain's coming again. So you just wait. You went through the weather already once. Now you plowed the field. Now you got to wait for the rain again. And then sometimes it doesn't even harvest. Like you don't even get the good crop and you have to start all over again. Ugh! I mean, it's unfair. But then you finally go through all that process and you get to the harvest. And I love this, too, because Lainey said even the wheat like bows down when it's ready to be picked. Like if you look at wheat when it's ready to harvest it, it looks like it's bowing down. And that's really kind of like metaphorical for even when you are in the harvest, do not forget to realize who who has got us, who is in control. And it is God like take a bow like you have gotten to your harvest, but get on your knees and thank God for it, because we are blessed to be in a harvest and you should enjoy it. And you should reap the benefits of it. But it's still hard work. When you're in your harvest, you still have to work hard. It's not like, oh, I've made it. Let me kick back by my pool with my robe and my sangria and my pool boy and live my life of leisure for the rest of my life. No. Once you're in your harvest, you got to work even harder to like maintain that harvest and get that crop and reap the benefits of your hard work and enjoy it. Like You got to get out there and work. So it's like... You're never really, you never, you never really like arrive or make it. You're always working and there's always something you got to go through and you always have to remember that God is taking us through these seasons because there's a point in every different phase you learn something. So make sure you're open to what you're learning. Make sure you're open to the lesson. Like don't get so upset that you're not in a harvest season that you're missing the lesson you're supposed to be learning in the rain, in the raining season, because that's just as important as the harvest season. So I'm sorry if I'm like beating a dead horse or repeating myself a lot, but it is all necessary for abundance. So whatever season you're in, take a step back, try to get that 300-foot view, like space view, like pretend like you're in an airplane and like zoom out of your body and out of your life and try to look at yourself from a 300-foot view from above and take a look at your life. And see where the lessons are. See what you're learning. And be thankful. Be thankful for the season that you're in because it is all a part of abundance. And so I hope that you receive that message because when Lani spoke that message, I received it. And that made a lot of sense to me. And it made me really appreciate all the different seasons of my life because if we're just in constant harvest and life is easy and we're in our leisure by our pool with our sangria and our pool boy, You can't live like that forever. That's just not how it is. And if that's what you think happens when you reach success, then wipe that thought out of your mind because that is not what success is. When you reach success, you can enjoy the fruits of your labor, but you still got to work and you have a responsibility once you have success to take care of all the people who are working for you and with you and believing in your vision. Like you can't let them down. You got to maintain your energy high. You got to maintain your focus. You got to maintain your drive. You got to maintain your momentum. Because now when you hit that level, you have people who are relying on you and you can't let them down. You can't slack off. So it's actually like you got to even just stay better and better and better the more that you achieve. And that's why I just think you always got to remember, what am I doing this for? What is my bigger purpose? And if you're only doing it for yourself and for gains for yourself, you're not going to ultimately get to that great fulfillment because we are here on this life, even if you're just serving your child, or even if you're just serving your parent, or even if you're just serving a friend, or your husband, or your wife, or your spouse, or if you're just serving someone. Lauren Akins said that I always say her name wrong. It's Adkins. Akins. Adkins. She's married to Thomas Red, and they. She just has a a, a, stu, a servant's heart. Like she's got just a heart to serve, and she is very involved with children, orphan children in Haiti. And that's a big part of her mission. And I interviewed her, and they adopted a girl, a little sweet girl, Willow Gray from Haiti. And um, she was talking about how life is fulfilling when you're serving others, and that's how she has true happiness. And I just thought that was really profound because here she is, married to Thomas Rhett, one of the biggest country stars on the planet right now, and she's talking about serving others when she could be living a life of pure leisure if she wanted to, but she's not, she's using her life to help the world and make a difference and change, change the world. And she's one of the most joyful people that I personally know. And she's one of the most inspiring people to all of us. That's why the world's in love with her and Thomas Rhett, because they're in love with what she's doing with her life. And it's beautiful to see someone in the spotlight who's really helping others and really making a difference. And so I just think that serving others, wherever you can serve someone in your life is really great. And I need to work on that because I've been getting snappy with Michael lately. Sorry, I'm just rabbit trailing all over the place. When you have a new baby and you're running your career by yourself, like I don't have anyone helping me with my podcast. I do now that I'm partnered with Bobby Bones and iHeart, which has been such a blessing to be on his network, the National Podcast Network. I, he has a producer, Mike D, who's awesome, who has a movie podcast, uh, Mike's Movie Podcast. It's such a great podcast. Mike is really a smart guy. Like, he's very awesome. He's, he just is very talented, can do a lot of things, and he loves movies, and he like breaks down movies and gives you explanations of why you should see this movie, what you shouldn't, what's cool about it, and like really good, it's a really good review of movies and stuff. And then he has cool like podcasts about old movies and he's very creative with it. So check it out. Mike's movie podcast, Mike D. Um, ever since being partnered with Bobby and his network, has been awesome because Mike's helped me edit and like brought some commercials to the podcast, which has been great because I've been able to align with brands that I believe in, that I like to support and incorporate them into my podcast because this is a real podcast and it's great. Mike will shoot me an email and be like, Hey, do you like this brand? Like check this out. And, if, if I don't align with it, I won't talk about it. But if I do, I do. And so I love that. I think that's been such a blessing. Um, so but besides that, I'm completely on my own. Everything about this is self-motivated. And I've loved having Bobby as a springboard because he's been able to give me great advice about like where to just like what moves to make next and to help me like come up with a game plan. But I don't have an assistant or anybody doing anything. So between running my podcast, booking my interviews, making my videos, just doing like writing descriptions. And then I do a lot of other like brand work and just, uh, I'm writing a book. I started writing my book. Um, I wrote all of the forward out. I wrote all the chapters out. I wrote everyone who will be featured. I'm going to write a book based on my podcast. It's going to be called get real. I think, well, I don't know what it'll be called eventually, but I'm going to write a story about lessons learned and stories told from boss babes before they were boss babes on how they achieved and maintained happiness and success. And I'm going to feature a lot of stories told on this podcast. It's going to be like a chicken soup for the soul, but stories based from from amazing women from this podcast. So between doing all that, taking care of Sunny, pumping four times a day, which takes like literally almost four hours a day, um, getting meals ready. Thankfully, Michael cooks a lot. Sometimes taking a shower, which doesn't really happen that often. (laughs) Sometimes I just get so burnt out of energy that I forget to be gentle with Michael instead of just being more like getting the business done that we need to get done in the day. Cause we're now we're both like, and he's like, he has a new single out drinking song. I've got to check it out. It's awesome. It's been getting a great response. Check out a thousand horses drinking song. It's out everywhere. They have a new album coming out. He has a new record deal on Warner Brothers and Electra. Dave Cobb is one of the best producers at that of our time right now. He produced Chris Stapleton. He did The High Women. He's done um, Jason Isbell, Brandi Carlisle. He's freaking epic. I'm missing a ton of people. But he's done A Thousand Horses, all their albums. And this one's the best one they've ever done. And their song drinking song is getting great momentum Michael's about to go to Europe for three weeks so it's like between all the things that we're doing and having a baby sometimes I just get like a little snappy with Michael and it's not fair because I'm just out of energy and it's easy to just be kind of like not thoughtful as thoughtful as I need to be with him and I've been noticing it lately and I don't like it I don't like feeling that way with him and so I need to serve him better not like oh I need to be a submissive wife who's like a like a housewife who just stays at home and waits around for her husband, but I need to take care of him better. And I need to be more considerate and I need to not be so reactive and not get so annoyed quickly because that's no fun. Nobody wants to be married to somebody like that. And I got to get it. Even if it takes a little energy to step up my game to make sure I'm being sweet. Like he's the one who I need to be the sweetest to. He's my best friend and my partner and my lover, and my baby daddy. And, it's easy to take it for granted, I guess. And I need to like, get better at that. So putting that out there. Thanks for, thank y'all for making me realize that. You didn't even know you made me reali- realize that. <laughs> y'all are really good accountability. Thanks, friends. Appreciate y'all. Um, But I just, this is a rabbit trail podcast. I hope this is helpful. I don't even know what I'm going to call this one. Caroline Rabbit Trails. And just talks and talks and talks <laughs> about whatever is her free flow in her mind. And I hope that it's okay. But I guess what I'm trying to get at is we have to be intentional. We have to give our lives up to God. For me, I don't want everyone to say have to. This is what I have to do. I have to be intentional. I have to give my life up to God and surrender it over my life, Michael's life, Sunny's life, my career, all of that. Like I have to trust the callings that I'm feeling and what feels right. I have to trust it fully. And then I have to let God lead the way. And I have to just go for it and do the work. You have to do the work, but I'm done forcing my agenda. I told you all that already last podcast. Um, serve someone. I love serving Sunny. I love serving her. Like it takes a lot to serve her. Like I'm always pumping or breastfeeding, always feeding her, always putting her down, always doing her laundry, always we're going anywhere, packing up all her stuff. Like she consumes the majority of my thoughts and time, but I love it. And I'm grateful that I get to serve her and I do it joyfully And I want to not forget to joyfully serve Michael too and joyfully serve myself. It just takes a little energy to stay joyful because it's easy to go to reactive and bitchy because we're tired and we can and we don't have to be in a good mood all the time. So why should I? But really, we can just choose to rise up our vibration a little bit higher and make the effort to not just respond because you're feeling snappy or respond because you're tired or or respond snappy because we've had a long day and they should have done this in our minds and they didn't do this and blah, 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 blah. We just got to step up. And so that is what I am aiming to do. That's my goal. And I'm holding myself accountable. Oh, in this book, like I'm trying to write this book because I'm holding myself accountable, not just to dream about it that I want to write this book and I want to go on a podcast tour and a book tour because I really want to take this podcast on the road and I want to have live guests that I do interviews with and I also want to have this book. I want it to all go together. So I'm just holding myself accountable and doing the work to get to where I want to go but then I'm putting no pressure on the outcome. Is any of this making sense? That is my goals for this year and where my heart is right now and I... My friend's just pulling up right now. My friend Jackie. I love Jackie. She's so cute. Oh my gosh, in a leopard skin jacket. She's so hot. And I'm just appreciative to have friends who are loving and supportive and will come over to my house. I'm gonna answer y'all's questions in just a second. Hold on.
0: A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season... Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.
2: Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her
1: 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque
3: okay so my friend Jackie came over Jackie Teague she's awesome she is just the best she's a yoga instructor and one of the coolest girls I know I love her so much it's so nice to have her come over and her friend Natasha was with her and they just came over and hang out with the baby and played and chilled what sweet friends so I'm going to talk to you about some of these questions that you guys have how to be productive this is from Taylor how to be productive with a newborn okay my baby's crying right now I don't know if y'all can hear that turning the volume on the monitor down because i just put her down for a nap so she'll go to sleep soon um okay i am super productive on naps when it when it is nap time i am getting stuff done i make a list i got a calendar this year and i put down everything that is like due on the calendar so like i know i'm posting a podcast every monday i'm posting a midweek mom chat every thursday i know i need to write descriptions for them i need to make introductions i need to edit a video Um, so I just know I have to get that done. And then like when I work with different brands, like I put down when those, those deals need to be completed by, and I write all that on the calendar, I put all my travel down. And then I write at the top of the calendar, like what I need to accomplish this month. And then like, and and then on the next, so then I know I need to get through all of these checklists this month. And that has really helped me because I have realized I need to dump my brain. If I have all this stuff swimming in my brain on top of just like everything with Sunny, I lose it. Like I can't, I can't grasp it. So I just have to write it all down. And the calendar has really helped me. So that's how I keep myself organized. And then during her, and then I'll make, and then I have like a notebook. And on the notebook, I have a to-do list for That day, like I'll make a to do list either the day before or that day and I'll do like what is pressing what do I need to get done today. And even if that's errands that I need to get run today, like figuring that out, like even if it's like getting grocery stores, the groceries done that day, It's like I'm a full time stay at home mom and a full time person working for my podcast and trying to grow this business. So I have to plan all the things. (laughs) So I'm just very organized and that's how I do it. So I would suggest getting a calendar and then having a notepad of your to do list that day. Um, when did you know you're ready to have a child? From Sarah, that's a great question. I didn't want to have a kid for a long time, I was so busy in my own life, and like the thought of having a child was super overwhelming to me, freaked me out, scared me. I didn't know if I could handle that responsibility. Um, I probably didn't know I was ready to have a kid. And when I was 29, I started thinking, Okay, I want kids. But not until I was, like, 34 was I, like, I have a burning desire for a kid. Like, it was a fire. It was just had been lit in me. And I didn't, I, I knew that I wanted to have kids. And so, for me, I didn't want to wait past 35, even though you can definitely have kids past 35. I knew that I wanted to have a, a child, maybe two, and so I wanted to go ahead and get started. But... I pushed it as long as I felt comfortable pushing before having a kid because I was enjoying my single life and I was enjoying pursuing my career and not having to have responsibility of a child. And so I just think for me, I waited until I had that burning desire. And that was 34 years old. And I don't think there's any right or wrong time to have a kid. And, you know, sometimes people get pregnant and they weren't planning for it. And that's always a blessing. A child is always a blessing, no matter if we feel like we're ready for it or not. I truly believe that If you have a child come into your life, you will be blessed by that child and your life will only be blessed. Um, If you do have the choice to wait until you feel ready, then wait until you feel ready. If a child blesses you, then congratulations, you got blessed. So I don't know. Oh, hold on. (laughs) Phone call. Okay. Someone asked travel journal how to be confident with pregnancy body changes and still feel sexy when you leak milk all day. That is a really great question. Um, there, I think I feel more confident in my body right now than I did before just because I'm in awe of what it did. Growing a baby and being able to watch your body just create a child and then birth it out of you, I don't know. I think just always staying in touch and in tune with the miracle that happened is what really gives me confidence in my body right now. And I've just decided to go easy on myself because – like you said, leaking milk all day. Like our bodies are providing food and nourishment for our child and keeping them alive. And I just focus more on the blessing that my body is providing for me right now and for Sunny than I do on how like certain clothes don't fit anymore and how you don't – you know, you have more stretch marks and loose skin and all sorts of stuff happening. But it's like what a gift we got because – having that happen to our bodies gave us this child and is giving us the ability to feed our child. So that's what I focus on. I just try to focus on the blessing of it because it truly is a miracle to be able to to have a child. Friendships after motherhood, relationships with spouse and how it changes from Renee. Friendships have, I mean, I have so many great friends. I do a lot more phone conversations now because whereas I used to be able to go hop out and go have lunch or happy hour now leaving Sunny, I mean, I'm not gonna hire, hire a babysitter and leave her. And taking her is a event. It, you, y'all know how it is to leave your house with a baby. You gotta really, you gotta really pack up your whole life. So I schedule certain like friend hangs, like mommy groups, where we bring our kids and get together. Um, do that less frequently, maybe once or twice a month, but really prioritize it when we schedule it, so you really enjoy it. It's like, you know, if you eat chocolate cake every day, do you really love chocolate cake as much as when you just have it a couple times a month? So when you really plan to hang out with your friends, it really means a lot, and everyone is grateful for that time. And so I think it makes you appreciate it more. So little mommy groups I like to do. They go for a walk or play dates, and, you know, everyone have lunch or just chill. I think that's how I've been handling my friendships lately and talking on the phone because phone conversations are great, actually. It's fun to talk on the phone, and I, you know, sometimes you have a better phone conversa- better conversation on the phone than you do if you're just running around seeing someone quickly here and there. <clears throat> it's more intentional. Um, okay, dealing with close family members trying to parent your kids or tell you how to without offending. You know, I think we, Michael and I don't have family that lives near us all the time, and we have really great people in our family. I think, when people are trying to parent your kids, they're trying to just help you and share wisdom that worked for them. So I just try to take all advice in stride. And what works for like, if someone offers a suggestion or some advice that I agree with, I'll pick it up and use it. And if not, I just won't receive that advice. And you don't have to do what somebody tells you to do. It's your child, you're the boss. And so I feel like, if someone in my family is offering it now, if you have someone living with you or around you all the time, 24 seven, you might have to have a conversation on boundaries. But for me, I don't feel like I have overbearing relatives or family members or anyone in my life. who's like telling me how to do it. So if they offer suggestions and I don't happen to agree with it, then it's no big deal. I just won't receive that. But if, they might have some great advice. I mean, I always listen to everything because I don't know. I'm new at this, so people who've gone before me, I always want to hear what they have to say. But I just don't think you have to take advice if it doesn't agree with you. But if someone is in your life on a regular basis and they are overbearing, then you probably need to have a loving conversation about boundaries. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have advice on how to do that other than just approach it with love. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I would say. Let's see intimacy with while pregnant with a newborn i'm 32 weeks pregnant and struggling i mean i definitely think intimacy changes because when you're pregnant it's hard to move that body around but definitely always worth keeping up your intimacy and even though it can like be hard especially when you're so pregnant 32 weeks pregnant i remember how i felt i had heartburn like my back hurt lugging my stomach around was like impossible but you know, just make time for it, and then you always enjoy it once you're in it. And I think it's always great to keep that healthy in your marriage. Listen to the if you listen to this uh, episode with Landon this week, she talks about that how intimacy is really important in a marriage, and I totally agree with her. So, if you're super uncomfortable and you literally like are dying of pain and you're pregnant, then obviously take care of yourself. But I think making time for that is a good thing, and just realizing it'll it'll make you close with your spouse and once you get into it, you're not going to probably feel as terrible as before because I know like when I would just lay down, I could barely breathe. I don't know, that's hard though. At the end of the pregnancy, you just got to survive. Um, let's see. Sunny's development my mi- developmental milestone. She seems so good at tummy time and smiling and playing. You know, we smile at Sunny all the time. Like If she's looking at us, we are smiling at her. We are laughing with her. We are tickling with her. We are trying to just show joy all the time because we want her to to be happy and to feel happy and feel loved. And so my encouragement is, and my brother-in-law said this to Michael and I both, he said, smile at your child all the time. And I just think that is such good advice. Just smile because smiling makes everybody happy It puts a good energy in the room. It creates laughter. And there's nothing sweeter than seeing a baby smile. So we smile at her all the time. We laugh at her all the time. We tickle with her. And we put her on her tummy um, until she could lift her head up. And then once she started rolling over, she rolls over on her tummy. And she is strong, and she loves to be on her stomach. So she kind of, like, naturally just started getting on her tummy a lot. But in the beginning, it was very intentional. And every time during playtime, we'd put her on her stomach for, like, At least five minutes each time or three to five minutes to build that strength so she didn't like it she would cry but we would do it anyway just to get her neck strong so um getting over the hump of the fourth trimester this is hard i agree this from erica the fourth trimester for me those three months after sunny was born were emotional i was a wreck i was crying all the time i didn't know how to leave the house i didn't know who i was anymore like you're losing. My gynecologist told me this. It takes you 10 months to get all those hormones built up in your body, and you lose them within six to nine weeks afterwards. And so you are just having a surge of hormones leave your body. And you've also just brought this child into the world, and it's emotional, and your whole life has to change. And so I say, don't even worry about anything those first three months. Just survive. Get to know your child. Give yourself grace. If you need to cry, cry. I cried every single day. Every single day, I cried and just let it out and don't feel bad about it because you're going through so much and it will start to get better and however long it takes you just to level out is how long it takes you and don't beat yourself up over it start doing things for yourself that's another question someone asks self-care why momming Landon also said this on the podcast uh on Monday when you're a new mom try to just do two things a day like if that's just or one if that's just going to the grocery store great, you did something today. Or if that's running one errand, great. Or if that's just even just like picking up your house and doing laundry or doing the dishes. Like don't overwhelm yourself in the beginning, but definitely like do something that makes you feel good whether that's going for a walk or taking a bath or just taking a shower or cooking something or ordering something that you are enjoying eating, do something nice for yourself every day on whatever level and whatever scale that is, but don't push it and don't feel like you have to do all the things that you did before you had a kid. Like take it easy, give yourself grace, get through that hormonal surge and that fourth trimester of just feelings and emotions and be nice to yourself because we get so hard on ourselves to be someone else asked me this, how do you be productive with a newborn? Um, I think I already talked about that with my schedule and stuff, but like we get so hard on ourselves to get back to how we were before, but it just takes a minute. So we got to give ourselves grace. So I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. I was all over the place, but I think it all made sense. I love you guys. I appreciate y'all and hope y'all have a great rest of your week. I'll see y'all next week.
0: Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.
1: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast.
2: We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room.
1: We're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right.